Welcome back to the High Hopes Phillies Minor League Rundown on 610 ESPN. I'm Jason Springer here in studio with Jeff Cohen. All right, Jeff, we previewed it a little bit uh, at the start of the show, but we went out to Reading last weekend to do a few more interviews, and we were there Saturday. We got a surprise. On Friday. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan Lennox of uh, 610 fame here in studio. Uh, threw out the first pitch at the Reading Phillies baseball Wrong. game. Uh, Wrong. Jeff, he did not throw Okay, Jeff, the why don't you pitch. explain what happened with Ryan so, Lennox? So at least my eyes told me that what happened is he was standing in front of the mound. So keep in mind, he's not the regular 60 feet. And he's in front of the mound with a, a mascot with a giant baseball hat on. And he, he throws the pitch. No, no body motion. No putting any real effort into it. And then you see the catcher pick the ball up. <laughs> <laughs> from the dirt <laughs> like rolled it in <laughs> we're gonna we're and, and and the moral of of that story is practice uh, first <laughs> uh, practice first and be careful what you wish for <laughs> because for some reason as i said before there's something about as pedro gromez said there are professional athletes who who can do almost anything death defying stuff Things that they can do with their bodies and athleticism, and they, still can't, and they can't throw the ball the sixty feet. So Lennox so, is going to walk around saying he can do all those death-defying things, but can't throw the ball out. I noticed a lot of tweets about it before the pitch. I didn't notice any. I didn't after see the pitch. any pictures come out after. <laughs> I didn't see any video come out. And as much as we're having fun with it, if if you miss the pregame, the Reading. Uh, Fightins do a pregame show on which the airs after us. You right. can listen and, at five thirty, and they had it. They were planning for this all week. They they seemed very excited about the possibility of what might happen, and it happened. And they handled it live, and, and they had as much fun as I've heard two guys on the air. We'll see. Have. Maybe we'll invite Lennox in studio early next week, and we'll play the audio and let him respond. Oh, because I don't want to do that to him. But I don't want to give him thing. not the chance to respond. So if what's we're gonna, he going to say? Well, I I'd love to see. What is he going to say? <laughs> My arm really does hurt matter? from writing the day before. I mean, what from signing autographs? Does or, it or, does or, it even matter? At no. This point? So why are you giving him the chance? I just enjoyed the fact that like the first thing that was said to us when we arrived at the stadium is, "Did you hear about Lennox's first pitch?" <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't. Did did you see the game last night? Which players do you want to interview? It was, did you see him roll the first pitch? Yeah, everybody seemed to be in a, in a, in a really good mood, despite the fact that it was raining when we got there, which we we did also get to, to talk to some of the players and, and some coaches. And we were lucky enough, as one of them, is to talk about a guy who had recently been promoted, which is Austin Listy, who's a Dallas Baptist University, which, by the way, You'll see when when he was asked about it, even he said he never heard of it before. <laughs> so yeah. let, let's play the interview. We'll we are the- here in Reading today with Austin Listy. How are you doing today, Austin? I'm good. How are y'all? Uh, we cannot complain. It's uh, another beautiful day at the ballpark, even if there's a chance of showers. What's it like for you to come to the ballpark on a day when uh, you're not sure if you're going to get a game in with the weather like this? You still have to prepare like you're going to play, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. You don't. Your mindset doesn't change. You know, you can't control the weather, so you just show up and. You know, you get ready to play no matter what happens. And if it does get canceled, then then you can kind of – that's when you can check out. But you can't check out until that point. You're here in Reading now, but you've made your way here through Texas. What, what's it been like uh, for you as your path along the way to make it to, to this level of baseball? Uh, well, it's been fun. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, – yeah, I did come all the way from Texas. Uh, but – I mean, that doesn't really mean anything. You know, you just you, – you, you're happy to get drafted by anyone. 
And that's kind of the fun part about going to the draft is you don't know where you're going to end up if you get drafted, right? So it was uh, there's 30 chances from teams all over the country, so it's pretty cool. So where were you when you got drafted? I was in my dad's living room. Yeah, and were yeah. you were you watching the draft, or was there a point at which you said, "All right, I'm turning it off, and someone will call me and tell me when it's on"? Well, I I knew I wasn't going day one, right. so I didn't even watch, you know, the MLB Network or anything on that day. Day two, I watched, um, and then I, I didn't get picked up on day two. So then day three, I watched just because you know it was my senior year of college. If I got drafted, I wanted to see it. If not, then you know, so what but at least I wanted to see it happen. Yeah, they call you, all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, we had the computer on. We had it plugged into the TV, so we, we sat there and watched it. And I got a call before it came on the screen, so I knew before we saw it, which was cool. Before you, before you got drafted, you decided out of high school to go to Dallas Baptist. Mm -hmm. How did, for people out east yeah. who probably haven't heard of Dallas Baptist, right. how did you end up there? Well, people, I, I didn't hear about it either. You know, I'm from Texas. I, li I grew up four hours from Dallas Baptist. I had no idea it was a school. Uh, it's pretty weird. I was, so I went to a small high school in about an hour northeast of Houston. It's in Huffman. And uh, my high school coach, it was maybe my sophomore year, junior year, I don't remember what year it was, was he came up to me and said, hey, I got some letters for you. I was like, all right, cool. Who, who are they from? Like, well, it's Dallas Baptist University. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. I've never heard of them. And he was like, they're really good. You should give them a chance. And I'm like, Coach, Coach DeBerry. His name's Tom DeBerry. I said, I said DeBerry, I don't, I'm not going to, I don't, I've never heard of them. Who are they? I don't know anything about them. I don't, keep the letters. I don't want them. <laughs> and he was like, dude, give them a chance. And I'm like, nah, it's okay, Coach. Don't worry about it. I'm just, I'm not going to read them. And he was like, all right. Well, I go on a visit to a school to – I go to Texas Christian University on a visit. I go to TCU. Well, in that regional – and DBU at the time had been recruiting me, following me over the summers and stuff, so I, I kind of remember the name, but I didn't pay them any attention. And then when I was on my visit at TCU, they were in the regional, and they were playing DBU. They were – TCU was hosting the regional. Well, the winner of this game goes to Super Regionals. And I remember I, I, was, I was talking to – TCU guys, and I'm like, who y'all playing? Like, oh, we're playing DBU, Dallas Baptist. I'm like, that name sounds really familiar. I'm like, yeah, you know, there's about 20 minutes from here. They're a pretty good program, whatever. I'm like, all right. Well, DBU beats them. I'm like, well, damn, maybe I should give them a chance. <laughs> so I ended up – I took my visit to DBU, and I fell in love right away. Um, I mean, the campus is gorgeous. The uh, baseball program is, you know, I view it second to none. It's uh, – it was probably the best decision I could have made was going to DBU. You know, uh, Coach Dan Heefner runs a program there that is – it's uh, it's special to be a part of. You know, it's uh, not only do, do you develop as a baseball player, but more importantly you develop as a man and develop as a Christian, which is hugely important in my life and then everyone who goes there. Um, so going there was definitely the best decision of my life. Should we get that out of the rain? No, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, uh, so yeah. So had DBU not beaten TCU that day, would you have gone there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Life may have been a little bit different for you. Hey, the Lord works in mysterious ways, you know. So, uh, you know, I thank him every day for all the blessings I have in my life. So without him, I would have nothing. And, you know, maybe that was 
It was just one of those things. It just he wanted it to happen. So while you were there, you also happened to have a couple teammates that have also made their way to the Phillies organization mm -hmm. at times. Yeah. Uh, Derek Hall and yep. Dave Martinelli. Yeah. Yeah. You guys I, all play together? We did. So I played with with Marty, Dave Martinelli. Um, I was a sophomore and he came in as a freshman, and then. Derek came in in 2000, and he transferred in from Cochise Junior College out of Arizona. He came in as a junior. So him and Martinelli are the same age, same year, and then I'm a year older than them. But I left school for a year, left baseball. Um, and then when I came back to DBU in 2016, my, I guess technically it would be a redshirt junior year, but I didn't redshirt. It was just my junior year. Um, but I was a year older, and that's when I met Derek because he tra he came in and I came back. So I played with Derek for one year at DBU, and I played with Martinelli for two years at DBU. And then in 2016, they both get drafted by the Phillies. I didn't get drafted. Oh, and we also had Camden Duzenag get drafted by the Phillies that year too, our wow. shortstop. Yeah. But he didn't sign. He went back to DBU. Okay. So they drafted three guys that year from DBU, and then the next year they drafted me. And then this year they drafted Eric White, which um, he was at DBU for two years and he transferred out to go play somewhere else and they got picked up. So he's, I mean, he's, once a Patriot, always a Patriot. So they've drafted a lot of DBU guys in the past couple of years. And then they just signed Ryan Goins and he's a DBU guy. He was in the big leagues for a while with Toronto and uh, he was with Kansas City this year and the Phillies just picked him up. So it's pretty cool. They, they seem to like us. So you got to play with Derek for one year at DBU, but you've yep. actually got to play with him for longer with the Phillies organization, right? Uh, you've kind of. You've kind of yeah. overlapped at each level of, of the Phillies organization. Right. So, yeah, I got drafted last year, and then I went to Williamsport, and I played in 22 games or whatever it was, and I got moved up to Lakewood, which is where Martinelli and Derek were. That's where uh, we kind of set in, right? Well, when I got drafted, they both texted me. I was like, dude, that's awesome. Welcome to the family. I'm like, you know, we're already family, obviously. We went to college together, but welcome to the Philly family. And I get moved up to Lakewood, and all three of us on a day off, we're at the beach in New Jersey. And we're sitting out in the water, and we're like, dude, how crazy is this? I was like, we're all college teammates, and we all get drafted by the same professional team in two different drafts. And then we're playing for the same affiliate in New Jersey at a beach talking about it. And we're like, that's not, that doesn't happen often to people. You know, it's very unique, very cool to, to experience that with a couple of your best friends, you know. Right. And, uh, and then now this year, uh, Martinelli's not playing anymore. Uh, but Derek and I, we broke camp in Clearwater together. We're in Reading together. So it's um, to have a familiar face, to have a friend and uh, someone with you at you know, throughout the, the grind of the minor leagues is just makes it more comforting to both of us. Now, Derek beat you up here by a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, he did. And, and, and when he got up here, we actually talked to him the day after he got up here. Oh, okay. And he, he said he was pretty excited because he said he got to sleep in a bed. For the first time. He said he <laughs> <laughs> Heck, yeah. We were, we, uh, so we so were, you part, were you part of this house that had, the, that, that had yeah. five or six people he sleeping in there? He was my roommate. Yeah, he was my roommate. We shared the master room. <laughs> Heck yeah, we both, we just, you know, there's no reason to go buy a mattress when, I, you know, he just, I, I mean, we, Derek and I both grew up outdoorsy, right? I'm a Texas uh -huh. boy from country. I, don't, I, I just messed that up. I'm a country boy from Texas and right. he, he's a, he's an outdoorsman from Arizona from, mm -hmm. from the 
very rural era of, area of Arizona. So we both, I mean, we've slept on the ground. We've slept on air mattresses. We've done, it doesn't matter. And with how fickle the minor league system is, you never know where you're going to be. So there's no reason to go buy a mattress. And Hazley lived with us there too, And but he's from Orlando. So he had his own bed. You know, his parents just drove it up. He wasn't prepared he was, for the air mattress. No, he, he's like, you know what, I'm, I live an hour from here. I'm, I'm going to have my own bed. So, uh, But, yeah, we had air mattresses. Uh, we had air mattresses. And, uh, you know, I, honestly, I liked it. I got very comfortable on it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then now I have my own bed here. Uh, but, yeah, it was pretty funny. Have you thought about what it would be like to take the next steps together as well since you've taken these steps together? Uh, you know, we've we've never really talked about it. We try not to get too far ahead. You know, we try to be where our feet are at. We try to just kind of do what we can do day in and day out and be the best that we can be. And uh, we try not to worry about the future. You know, we can't control we can't control uh, what goes on. And uh, we just try to control what we can control. You know, so we don't really look ahead and say, you know what, we could be in the big leagues together, or we or we could be in AAA together. We you know, we just enjoy the moment. We enjoy playing together right now here in Reading, and uh, and just try to try to be the best we can be and pr- improve every day. So, so there's there's really two ways to get here. At least if you're from the United States, which is you either go straight out of high school, or or you go out of college. Mm-hmm. You went out of college. You you spent four years in college, right? Right. Did you, did you think that was beneficial to you to go to college first as opposed to jump right out of high school to play? Oh, 100%. You know, uh, out of high school, I did think I was going to get drafted. Um, and I wanted to, and I probably would have signed, honestly, out of high school. But I didn't get drafted. Um, and looking back at it, it was the best thing that probably could have happened to me. Um, my maturity level back then in high school was nowhere – near it need to be to play professionally at this level um going to college matured me in so many ways i mean i, I grew as a man uh i grew as a baseball player my my uh, baseball sense improved my my discipline improved just tremendously and that goes to the program at dbu you know dan hefter prepares you for life and uh not just baseball but what he the lessons you learn help you in baseball. And and I'm very thankful that I went there. And, uh, you know, again, God knew what he was doing. You know, I didn't get drafted out of high school, which was the best thing I think that could have happened. So now that you're here, do they ask you what your own walk-up music's going to be, or do they pick it for you? No, oh, no, we pick it. All right. So as, as a good Texas country boy, what's your music? It's uh, Rodeo by Garth Brooks. All right. Yeah. So you, you mentioned rodeo, and uh, I understand that you wanted to be something before you wanted to be a baseball player. You wanted to be a bull rider? That's right. Yeah, when I was a little kid, it's funny you bring that up because my aunt just posted a uh, something on Facebook about golden retrievers because that's all she ever had. But when I was a little kid, me and my cousin, we wanted to be bull riders. Uh, Darren's my cousin. So what we would do is we'd get on our golden retriever, Gus, and we'd, 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 pretend like we're, we'd pretend like we're strapping on our... Poor Gus. Yeah, I mean, he's a big golden retriever. We'd pretend like we're strapping How on our... How old were you? Uh, I was probably six, seven, eight, you know, in that age range. That's a patient yeah. dog right there. Right. I mean, he just, he loved to fetch, right? Uh-huh. So we'd get there and we'd, I don't know if you've ever seen bull riding, but yeah. they they get their hand in there with that glove on. They wrap up the, wrap it up right there so you don't, so you have something to hold on to. Well, we'd pretend like we were doing that on his collar. We'd... Pretend we're wrapping our arms up, we put on a glove. 
and the other one, my, so like if I was on Gus, then Darren would throw a ball as far as he could. <laughs> and Gus would take off, and we had to, we'd have to stay on, right? And Gus never complained about it. I mean, we probably hurt that dog's back, probably shortened his life expectancy, but. As far as you know, he never complained about He never complained about it. He just loved it, and we loved it. It was the most fun I ever had was just riding Gus around, chasing, trying to stay on as long as we could. Yeah, but, yeah, I wanted to be a bull rider. Did you ever get to do it? Because I know they have a junior rodeo circuit. Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, baseball took over my life yeah. at a very young age. So. I assume they put that in your contract that you can't go bull riding. Right, yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't, they didn't know about that. Uh, Sorry for blowing up your spot there. Yeah. No, it's okay. They don't care. I'm, I wouldn't do it now. No, no, heck no. Imagine he's on the injury report. <laughs> yeah. Bull riding accident. Right, yeah. yeah. And we run cattle back home, so I'm like, they might actually question me now about mm-hmm. it. Don't be jumping on them cows out there. <laughs> well, the Phillies have had some experience with that because remember Roy Oswald? Didn't yep. he get in a tractor accident? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Former Houston Astro. You talk about sort of the maturity that you had in college and you, you had a, a year off. You, you've got a family now. How's that giving you perspective in terms of playing this game as a game but also realizing what life has around it for you? Yeah, you know, I, I met my wife in college. As you mentioned, I have a family now. I did meet my wife at DBU, another blessing of going there. Um, she played volleyball there, so, and now we have a son. We had a son this off season in December. Um, his name's Weston, and what a gift that is, right? I mean, you know, it's, it's tough because they're not out here with me, um, and she's taking care of the business back home. You know, she's raising the kids. She has a job. Um, of course, we have a great support system in her family and my family. It's just all the help we could ever want. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's, it is tough being out here playing. I think it's harder on her than it is on me because um, she's doing – I mean, she, her workload is unbelievable. Right? Well, she's such a trooper, and she supports me 100%. She's never once complained about me playing and never once she, – she actually pushes me to be better, which is awesome to have in a wife. Um, I think her sports background – helps with that you know she gets it she gets the grind she gets the dream um and she knows this is you know this is a opportunity that we can't pass up no matter what so it's been it's been unbelievable to have her by my side through this um i know this is my first full year but you know um hopefully next year that we do get to live together so we're working on something like that so it'll be better so does it change your perspective on playing the game we've talked to other players who after they have kids the perspective on the game goes from you're playing the game that you love to you're playing the game that you love, but you're also doing it to put food on the table. Right. Uh, yes and no. I would say I wouldn't say it really changed my perspective too much, but I would definitely say that is in my mind a little bit as far as well. Now I have more of a reason to make it, or now there's more of a reason to to do my best and work harder. But at the same time, if I'm if I'm saying I need to work harder, then obviously I'm not working hard enough before I had a kid, right? So then there's something wrong, going on wrong when people say that, I feel like. If they say, oh, well, now I have more of a reason to work hard, well, how are you not already working as hard as you can? How are you not already trying to achieve this goal before you had a family? Mm-hmm. Clearly, there's something going on where you need to reevaluate things before you have a family. If you're not working your hardest, then, then you know, what are you doing, right? So, yeah. right, so I'm... I wouldn't say it changed my work ethic or changed my mentality. It's I still have to go out there and compete, no matter if I have a family or not. You know, the chips are going to fall how they're going to fall. So 
I wouldn't say it changed my perspective too much. It would just be more icing on the cake if I do make it. Well, Austin, thank you so much. We're getting a high sign. So, uh, yeah, we, we got to go let you sign some autographs. Let me ask you this question. What's it like to, that people want your autograph now? It's awesome. You know, it's, uh, I think, what I think when people, what a lot of people take for granted is the attention that you get. You know, a lot of these players, I feel like sometimes they're like, I don't feel like signing autographs. I don't want to, it's like, and I'll tell them, like, hey, look, guys, like, this is probably one of those things you're going to miss when your career is over. People thrive, people wanting your attention or, you know, the attention you have. They're, they're, they're wanting you to change their life in some way. You know, sign an autograph, make take a picture, have it, make their kids' day or whatever. You're not going to have that when your career is over. You're going to miss it. So, you know, I try to enjoy as much as I can and just and just uh, be thankful that I'm in a in a position where people want my autograph. You know, uh, you know, I think it's uh, it's an honor and it, it's humbled me a ton. And I, you know, I don't take it for granted. I love every second of it. Well, we wish you the best of luck with everything, and thank you so much for your time today. All right. Good thank luck. you. Thanks, Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Hey, Jeff, could he have any better perspective on life and baseball? And I mean, we, we've been – we continue to be impressed by the maturity of, of this Phillies farm system. You know, you could talk balls and strikes, whatever, but it, as people, the, the stories that you get out of them and how they come across is very impressive. Everything about them, from the coaches to the players to the staff, it just seems like they have a well-rounded organization. Yeah, and, they, and this is this is what they produce. Now, I, I did feel bad for the Golden Retriever, and I, and I didn't expect to get that story. By the way, I had no <laughs> idea. All I saw was that he was interested in bull riding. Right. So I had no idea we were going to get the Gus the bull riding story. <laughs> but I mean, like it's it's. It's amazing how humbling minor league baseball is. I mean, these guys were stars in their areas, and he's sleeping on an air mattress. Yep. You know, again, it. I just you point out it's not the glitz and glamour. You know, he talks about what it's like to to be asked to sign autographs and how you have to appreciate it because they may not want it later. Right. Just just really good. Enjo- enjoying the moment, and I think that part part of the grind that is minor league baseball and major league baseball is having to learn to enjoy the moment as opposed to always worrying about the future or the past. Speaking of enjoying the moment, we've got about a minute and a half left. Roman Quinn is going to enjoy the moment. I warned you. He's coming. He's He's going to be here. And I I think that this is better than almost any trade that they're going to make. I I truly believe. You're very high on this. this. This is a big, big if. Big, huge if. If he stays healthy. But I need another well, glass for how much water you have overflowing today uh, in your look, optimism. Having speed off the bench is huge. Having a guy that is by far the best center fielder in their entire system, and that includes Odubel Herrera, is is a great. He's a great defensive replacement, and he's got pop off the bat. So, so how is this a downside? This is. I didn't say it was a downside. Yeah, I just it, think that you're finding out more of an upside. Well, I had. I had to watch Trevor Plouffe the last two weeks. Hey, so he got a game-winning home run. Off of an outfielder. Why do you have to bring details into well, a conversation, look, okay? You, you were, look, if, if you could just let me make points <laughs> and not worry about whether they're relevant or bad in fact, Nobody we'd could be, be happier off. that that game was over <laughs> and that they won it than me, but but let's not go overboard that Trevor Plouffe hit a home run got, off of a center fielder. you got 20 fielder. seconds to tell me who's the star of the minor league system right now. Hmm. Who do you want me to choose? I think it's Adonis Medina. Adonis you mean the guy they wouldn't give up in the deal for Machado? Or what we're going to, but it didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, he had 12 strikeouts in a game the other day. 
He's pitching again tonight, so if you got the MILB app, uh, you could probably watch a little bit of it. Well, we will be watching. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night as we help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.